You're listening to The Bombad Generals. General? Alrighty, hello and welcome back to another episode of The Bombad Generals. Of course, it's me, Matt, and we've got Seth. Seth, how you doing? I'm well, how are you, Matt? I'm pretty good, but uh, someone who's associated with this podcast is not pretty good. No. What's what's up with Todd? There's the drama continues. Yeah, so uh, unfortunately with it being May the 4th, biggest Star Wars holiday ever, Todd is like hungover drunk. <laughs> uh, too much so, blue milk. Uh, too much that blue he was milk. Imbibing. It's pretty yeah. unprofessional of him. Um, not condoning drinking or anything, but hey, Todd, we you have responsibilities. Get it together, yeah. man. That's all we got to say. Yeah, that's that's where we'll leave that. So, yep. Um, hopefully, everyone else uh, was enjoying May the Fourth. Uh, always, always good. And this, always, we're getting yeah. that sweet spot right between May the Fourth and Revenge of the Sixth. So, uh, I don't know what 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 the fifth is, or is it Revenge of the Fifth? I don't know. Anyways, no, it's, re- it's Revenge of the Sith, and then like Return of the Sixth. Sixth. Oh, mm. okay. Yes. Okay. Well, good I thing think. on Revenge of the Fifth, we still ha- we have two light side uh, preferred guys um, doing the podcast. Anyways, enough on that. <laughs> Today we're talking measurement one hundred and one. So measurement uh, one hundred and one. We've, we've been doing a lot of one hundred and ones. Don't don't uh, despair. We're going to be doing some other stuff uh, in the future, of course. But this one ties in really well with uh, movement one hundred and one because you know. We talked a lot about movement in terms of, you know, inches, four inches, six inches, eight inches, all of that. They tie in really well together, so it makes sense to, to have them back to back. So let's just get right into it. Range tools. We, we had a big debate pre-show. What's a range tool versus <laughs> what is what's a range not? Tool? Range tool segments is, I think, the official term. Um, range bands. They're six inches each. Exactly. For our European listeners, that's uh, like... A lot of centimeters, but don't think of in centimeters. Apologies. Think of it um, in inches. Yeah, Every, it makes uh, much it, more it, sense. Yeah. It's much cleaner. Most, most men know the length of six inches, or do they? I. I yeah. <laughs> yes. I anyways. Wish. <laughs> anyways. Um, so that means the table. I like to think of the table in terms of ranges, right? So yep. six feet by three feet. It means that you're range twelve by range six. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, you know, TTS is actually kind of good for this. It's, it's got the, if you turn on the grid, it breaks it all down into range one by range one uh, squares. Yep. All the deployment zones fall within those, right? So your battle lines, you're going to be range one up. Range it's one. range six across. So you start just beyond range four of each other. We talked about that a bit in movement as far as like, hey, that's why recon intel can be good because then you can get into that range four. Then you can move and shoot at range three if you want, uh, with a standard speed to uh, mm-hmm. move yeah. uh, on a small base trooper. Uh, but then you also have stuff like long march, right? Range three on either side means you're starting range six from each other because you're going the long way. Starting range four from each other versus starting range six from each other, that changes a lot how you approach turn one. Um, and turn zero, if I'm playing breakthrough and I know I have to do uh, go range four versus range six, that's two extra move actions, essentially. You know, instead of getting there in five move actions minimum with a, again, small base trooper unit, now I'm um, getting there in seven move actions. 
And we can, you know, thinking about action-wise, you only get a maximum of 12 in a game. So yep. you need to you need to know ahead of time how much you need to uh, be stingy or not with those. So that's the start, I think. Think about the board in terms of ranges, because uh, mm-hmm. ranges are fundamental to the game. What are some other fundamental concepts when it comes to range? Yeah, so obviously every attack has a range to it. So some of your attacks have... Um, you have like different range bands <clears throat> for instance like you have like uh, what's it Palpatine's attack it's range one to two so anything at range one to two he can attack uh, then you go up to like your average assault rifle one to three kind of like a more he- and then you heavy weapon one to four any again anything within range one to four and then you have like range one to five snipers and then also infinity so you have d- different range bands there which the only two infinity right now are the sniper rifles of cassian and item versio and some bombard cards like command cards and such so some yeah, bombard cards a little bit different they're four yeah. to infinity so they have yes. to be uh, at four or past that, so they if they're in three at all, you cannot. They're not a legal target um, because they're too close to you. Um, that's yeah. the same like with like a rocket launcher, like for the RPS is like range two to four. So if something is within like range one, you cannot attack it because it's not a legal. It's not a legal target because it's too close. But yeah, we'll get more into that later. But then yeah. you also have like um, range. Some people call it range zero, but it's like base contact. Don't, don't, don't. don't. I think that's an X-Wing thing. That, X-Wing, that, if you're touching, no... you're at range zero. In Legion, yes. that doesn't exist. Sometimes no, people think exist. melee is range zero, but think mm-hmm. about it. If you're at, if, if melee was range zero, something like force push would never work. You te- It says you, you target a unit at range one. If you are in base contact, you are still at range one. Melee is just a signifier of a certain condition being met, which is, you know, base-to-base contact. So, uh, yeah. It is so I think, not yeah, a range. I think, I think a good thing to kind of distinguish this is that there's engagement and then there's base contact. So, for instance, mm-hmm. I can be in base contact, like a trooper unit can be in base contact with a vehicle, but not be engaged. So I can still use, like, my range attacks, and range attacks can still be attacked against me. And even the the vehicle that I'm in base contact with can attack me, even though I'm in base contact, because I'm not engaged. Now, if you're engaged with it another can still, trooper it, unit... But it can still only attack you with melee weapons. If you correct. are in base-to-base, if you are in melee, regardless of engagement or not, it's still going to be um, melee weapons. But correct. technically you are... But that's its own rule. It's not because... You're at range zero and it's a range one weapon. That's not the reason. So if you've got that in your head from from X-Wing or other games that I'm maybe not familiar with, just don't think about range zero. Yeah, Yeah. totally different game. Um, But then like if you're in base contact with another trooper, you are then engaged. And that's Mm -hmm. where like range attacks cannot uh, be. You cannot be targeted by ranged attack. And so there's some uh, some different fundamentals of measuring uh, when it comes to range bands. Yeah. And, you know, one of the other things that you're talking about, I guess a couple things. Uh, we talked about Bombard cards. I think yeah. when when minimum ranges get involved, there's sometimes a bit of confusion. Like you see, uh, uh, you know, when we're talking about Bombard cards, we're talking about like the Leia 1-pip, the Veers 1-pip, um, the... the um, Air Support 2-pip. Wizard pip. Force 2-pip. You have the Orbital all, Strike 2-pip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all of those things, you know... Big long range attacks coming from command cards. Uh, you know, you see something like Leia, and it says four to infinity. 
And a lot of times I, th I see some people think, okay, I put down my four range four tool and they have to be beyond that. But it's saying four is still the minimum range. It's still <laughs> legal. So as you said very correctly, they can't be at, at three. They can be at four. So when you look at four to infinity, uh, don't get your range four tool out. Get your range three tool out and just see, hey, are they beyond range three? Um, and that kind of gets us into at, within, and beyond. Yes. So beyond range three is the same as at range four to affinity. Beyond means that no part of you is in that range, right? Um, important caveat again with, with fundamentals, a unit, when you're measuring, units can only be, you know, at one range. Mm -hmm. If I'm measuring to a unit and one guy in the unit is at range three, one guy at the unit is at range four, um, one guy could even be at range five. They could span three range bands. It's going to be the closest. So that unit is at range three in that example. They are beyond range two, um, but you're measuring to the closest. So beyond, pretty self-explanatory. At means uh, any part of you is is touching that Even if segment. it's just a so sliver of the base. Just a little bit. It's still in and it. And then within is fully within. If you are within range three, your whole squad is inside range three, mm -hmm. every single part of you, or the whole token, because you know objective cards talk about tokens being uh, within range. Um, so in that earlier example, where a unit is uh, spread across a bunch of range bands, they're at range three, but they're only within range five, uh, mm -hmm. because part of them goes all the way out to range five, so they would not be within range three or four, they're within range five. Be careful this, like, um, I know, I'm not sure how MCP does it, but I know Shatterpoint, the new rules uh, coming out for that, uses within, like Legion uses at. There's probably going to be a lot of crossover. Even Legion players might go play a bunch of that, come back. Make sure you don't get the two wires crossed because within yeah. uh, means something very different in the in the two games. Thankfully, so. there's not a ton of within uh, rules in the game right now. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll one of the things I can think of is like lead from the front. Uh, I think it's one of the one pips for the 501st where, um, again, if it's like a unit of five, the whole, all five bases have to be within that range band. Even if one of them is slightly out, like it, it's not within, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so that's just the whole base has to be in it. The whole Ooh. unit uh, even includes like for um, your, your whole like saber tank has to be within mm -hmm. the, the thing not that the saber tank applies to lead from the front yeah just an example yeah if there was a lead from the front like ability a, a saber tank could never really uh benefit because nope. a, a saber tank is, can like, never be within one. one of everything it's big no. it's too big <laughs> it's too big um, <laughs> yes yeah again not a problem i've ever experienced but mm -hmm. um when we're talking about <laughs> uh different range segments um what if only one number is shown this is different than how it used to be yeah right? so, so this is a new be... thing that yeah AMG mm -hmm. has came out with especially with the crb yes so you think about um someone like ig11 when he released the rules said at range two was different than at range one to two there's a yes. donut right at range two meant two and if you were at range one you were not at range two now um at is a bit more inclusive or I should say when one number is shown it is the maximum range yes. so 
If a number says at range two, really it's at one to two where one is the minimum and two is the maximum. Yes. So uh, the things that this applies to would be IG-11 two pip, um, the commander, um, you know, getting uh, his ability ruthless yep. triggers at range two, which is really one to two. And then a casualty of this change, not so much casualty, more so stealth buff, was the Shadow Collective Mando Rockets. Um, mm. They do not have a minimum range, I believe, because when they were designed, they did not want you to combo their rocket with their native range three gun. Yes. So they gave it only range four. So the card just says four on it. Mm. However, now mm. if one if one number is shown, that is a maximum. So now yep. the Shadow Collective Mando Rockets are range one to now four. Now you can so you combo can, it. You could combo it with their range three two. gun. You could combo range it with their three. range two gun and then mm -hmm. give that pool blast critical, all that good stuff. Or just shoot four rockets at range two if you really want to. But math wise, so a just combination of rocket yeah. and uh, and normal guns is preferred. So yes. that's some basics. Let's mm -hmm. go into attacks. You know, we talked about attacks and how those are measured. How is measuring for an attack different than measuring for any other ability? Yeah, so if we're just talking about attacks, you always measure um, the unit that is trying to perform the attack. You always measure from the unit leader. So the unit leader has to be at the range uh, of the unit that is trying to attack. Now, you do not have to measure the defending unit. Does You don't have to measure to the opposing unit leader you just have to measure to any one of the models or any part of the model to get it in within range so for mm -hmm. instance like if i have a squad of five guys i try to shoot um and one of my unit one of the uh, my opponent cohered one of their guys forward i can like get them within range three or at range three without being at range three of their unit leader. So there's a little bit mm -hmm. of a trick there. Kind of like where that's that's kind of like where flanks kind of matter and is really yeah. helpful because you can get those. Um, they You can shoot them without you sh them, sh them shooting you back like instantaneously. Yeah, this is why the rule of thumb is generally never cohere your guys closer to the enemy. Always cohere them backwards. Yes. Right? Because... If, if you cohere forwards, you open up that exact uh, scenario you outlined where, hey, I can move up because it's a unique way of measuring. Everything else in the game is mini to mini, closest mini to closest mini. Everything. In, in yep. the case of only attacks, it's unit leader of attacking unit to any mini. So I can measure from my unit leader to your cohered guy who came forward. That's range three. But your if your unit leader is further back than that guy, when he measures uh, to my squad, if my farthest forward guy is outside range three, you might not get an attack back. Especially, you know, if you're playing a range three gun line and you've got, you know, maybe courage one core, I move up, shoot your guy, now you're suppressed, maybe you don't roll it off, you can't move and shoot me back. So that's why generally you want to be cohering backwards um, another misconception i think i see a lot is about like heavy weapons mm -hmm. and you know if my heavy weapon let's say i've got um echo in a arc squad right i measure range five from the unit leader well this is a terrible Which example is echo. actually because so, echo is the unit leader forget so let's that just, let's say, just do a sniper just a dc 15 a, sniper yeah a dc a full, 15 full, full arc squad x 
Yeah, DC yes. 15 X. Um, heavy weapon who is not the unit leader. So yeah. unit leader <laughs> is just barely at range five of the other unit. Um, the heavy weapon is cohered backwards. That physical model is beyond range five of the unit you're attacking, but it doesn't matter. The range is determined by the unit leader. Yep. Uh, so keep that in mind. Um, if, again, we already talked about if a unit's at multiple ranges, it's going to be the closest. Mm-hmm. We, uh, one other kind of marginal effect, but it affects a few units. Some things are immune to range one. Uh, things like uh, your T-47 airspeeder and your NASP uh, fluttercraft and your lat. I believe the I think lat that is, might yes. be everything. Um, but the, those are all tall, in- tall boys. Yeah. Yeah, the tall boys. Exactly. The idea is, hey, they're flying way up in the air. Immune range one just means that if the if the uh, maximum range of yeah. a weapon is range one, it cannot affect the that unit. So I cannot throw grenades. impact grenades at a T forty seven. That's kind of it, that and mines is kind of why this rule exists. The T forty seven again used to kind of suck, and it really sucked when someone had like uh, <laughs> impact grenades on their snowtroopers back yeah. in the day and could just walk up and throw impact four into your white save 175 points armor unit it was really bad or minefield they didn't want minefield like blowing up air speeders so mm-hmm. that's why that exists if i've got a full squad that has like you know range one to two guns and they're sitting under let's say i've got my black sun enforcers with the mag debt sitting underneath a um a air speeder yeah uh, the unit's at range one. I can still attack it, just not with the mag debt itself, because that's a maximum range one. So that guy has to use the regular weapon. Um, yep. That reminds me of another thing we didn't really mention. Measuring range is always 2D top down. Angles, mm-hmm. elevation, doesn't matter. Nope. I could have a guy who's up at height three and a guy who's down on the surface. I'm only measuring that horizontal distance between them. Yep. So keep that do in not, mind. Do not angle your range tools at all. Just keep no. it. Now, we, we mentioned uh, cohering forward. We encourage do not cohere forward because of the whole range um, unit leader and everything. But there is one instance where cohering forward could work. And that is, <clears throat> you've done this against me uh, while playing darks, is that if you're trying to get in close contact with a unit with like a heavy weapon. So for instance, you with your darks, I had an RPS squad. Um, what you did was <clears throat> you co- you moved up and cohered a dude within range one of my unit leader uh, or yes. at range one of my unit leader so that mm-hmm. my heavy weapon, because my heavy weapon is range two to four and because you have a unit within range one of my unit leader or a model within range one of my unit leader, I at, could at, not at range one at range one. <laughs> <laughs> I could not attack with my heavy weapon, I could not um, contribute my heavy, heavy weapon into that attack because it was in the minimum range um, yeah. or like that you were in the not allowed it range. Yeah, I'm too um, close. It's too, you close. Were too close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, do this. A, oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a trick to use. Um, that's the only time where you actually encourage cohering forward or like. Yeah, unless there's space issues there's and that kind of stuff. Different but, ways, yeah. But yeah. Obviously, when you started down that path, I had no idea what you were talking about. But yeah, that's I'm a genius. That's great place. Um, <laughs> you say that reminds me. That's also a great trick. You know, we're seeing a lot of RPSs these days because of um, because Darks. of dark troopers and, and uh, clones needing armor yep. answers. And dark troopers are wanting to get close, so why not just get super close so they can't use the RPS? 
Uh, because they can't move away and shoot, that thing's cumbersome. They can't get cumbersome. So. Um, similarly, mortars, uh, the shore mortars, are really popular, or at least should be. Mm-hmm. Like, they're awesome. I, <laughs> I love them. They're really good. I wish Rebels had them. But um, they have a minimum range of three. They're range three to four. So if you're getting close, again, with Dark Troopers or some other unit, if you cohere forward a little bit and get inside that medium range, they're not going to be, or that that uh, minimum range. So if you get at range two, then they're going to have to, you know, shoot you with their rifle, which is not good. Uh, or shoot a different unit, again, like... Mortars are not cumbersome, or mortars are cumbersome. They cannot move back and shoot you. So, yes. really good point, actually, about uh, how you can kind of manipulate that. But since we're on the topic of manipulating ranges mm. with uh, cohesion, yes, this gets us into the much funner topic, I would say, about non attacks. Yes. Because when you start saying, hey, range is closest mini to closest mini, you can start doing a lot of really interesting stuff to play around with ranges mm-hmm. because your yep. your, uh, your bubbles get a lot bigger. I guess I'll kind of start with this one. I guess, well, neither of us are, dro- are uh, droid players, but yeah, E1s, yeah. right? When you're talking about coordinate uh, uh, droid trooper, then... Coordinate is a range one effect, but you could have a B1 unit leader coheres four inches out to the side because that's a you know speed one move, then six inches between them, then another B1 uh, from another squad who's cohered inwards, right? Four so you inches, can have a yeah. maximum of almost, because again, those slightly under four inches, uh, mm-hmm. you could have 14 inches between the unit leaders and they're still the units are still at range one of each other because of that extra guy who's been cohered outwards now of course if i kill enough guys and you want to defeat that miniature now you're going to be outside of range so um be careful about that but that's an example of something you can manipulate ranges um Mm -hmm. same thing token sharing yeah Yeah. oh go ahead yeah you're the clone guy tell (laughs) tell the world oh it's the same concept it's just like yeah you can cohere out and that's where you're like your bubble like a lot of people are like oh i need to put my clones like super close to you get together uh not really you can ha- you can have like a good two range two bubble of them like so you have a little bit more range like uh spread out but to where they're able to share tokens because you're cohering your dudes closer to each other and so that's a like that's just an extra layer of like cohesion that you have to think about when playing droids or when playing clones uh same concept if you're like playing mm-hmm. with like a take like a, a unit with like take cover or something you know yeah like you can still cohere back like you have normally you have like those supporting commanders in the back so you can cohere back so that that unit is within range one to then pass out those dodges um just a, just a yeah. cool trick just to keep in mind and, and it's never unit leader to unit leader it's always mini to mini mini to mini so that brings us to kind of a, a similar another example of a time maybe you would cohere forward you've got a full extend uh, forward extended clone unit you've got a guy in the back you want to move up and share a token you know so maybe move up and aim mm-hmm. hey maybe you need to forward cohere a little bit to get that range one of the the squad in front right so that's that's an example of hey i want to get those uh those ranges when i um when i deploy a unit let's say i've got some some chaff core you know a bunch of naked fleets or rebel troopers i'm just kind of putting them down i'll try to cohere them wide if i think if i if i have kind of ooh, maybe i'll go on the left side of the board maybe i'll go on the right i want to see what my opponent does if i cohere them narrowly 
it's easier for them to get caught outside of the commander range bubble because they, they just take up less footprint. If you cohere them outwards, then I could put my commander in a lot more spots and still capture everybody with the uh, the command bubble. Lots of examples like that where being a little bit wider just gives you a, a bigger net of here's what range one to this unit looks like. Um, when Dark Troopers came out, you know, at first people were like, oh, you know, uh, retinue, you need a commander at range two. Um, that's... You know, that's, you don't want a squishy commander for that because they'll have to get too close to the action. That's why you want Gideon, because he's got red surging saves. But when you take range two, really that's, you know, you've got your dark trooper leader who can cohere four inches back to their, their back guy. Mm -hmm. Then you've got range two from that to the unit leader. You're talking about almost range three. Yeah, there, that's about right? 16 inches. Yeah, so it, it becomes a lot longer. Yeah. Um, similarly with, um, you know, there there are some sorts, there, there are effects like that where you can kind of like, through cohesion, you can actually end up, um, Exemplar was really good for that back in the day. Mm -hmm. But even right now, we see a little bit less of it, but, you know, you could keep Padme in the back, range two up, cohered backwards, um, She'd be beyond, you know, range. And then you attack there. Like, it would be tough for even snipers to, uh, mm -hmm. to like, back in the good old standby sharing days, move in and shoot a, a standby offer because technically she'd be so far back. They'd have to walk into range three of your unit. So, yeah, lots of things you can do when you talk about cohesion shenanigans. Yeah, I think this also contributes, like applies to when checking uh, courage, your courage bubble for your commander. Because mm -hmm. I know like you have some, like you want to have a flank or have a unit like getting on objective. Always try to like put a, in like it's a courage one. Always try to like cohere into that courage bubble. D like sometimes like I've I've got caught in the like, oh, I just need to put them all in cover and I just need to like, you know, it's I'll just to be honest, it's really easy to get cover these days. So don't really worry yeah, about that. Yeah. But like I would put them like in within range of your uh, commander because it's easier to get panicked than it is to get like uh, no cover shots right now, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, too. Right. Like um, from what I understand, like the whole cohesion system legion uses as far as use the move the unit leader move everyone around them it's pretty unique uh, mm -hmm. as far as these sorts of games go so it might not be intuitive if you're coming from another game system of like how can i actually like break not break this because there's nothing like too crazy but how can i really utilize this to get those small edges uh in a, a competitive environment because that's a lot of what it is right like getting every last ounce yeah. squeezing that um, you know, squeezing every last drop out of, out of your army and your it's list. It's not really so. like it's not really triggers, but it's more like tactics and rem remembering just kind of how the rules work, and mm -hmm. that's kind of what you want to yeah. really go for. Yeah, and it's and the good thing with this, it's like not really weird gotcha interactions. No, it's it's not. not like ha, see, I forward cohered, you fool. Um, <laughs> but you know, there's 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 lots of good stuff you can do, and I think. To kind of bring it home, when we're talking about measuring, it's just you want to always be aware of what your ranges look like. To go, if we're talking about that panic bubble, nothing feels worse than like, oh, 
I thought I was in, but I was measuring and I'm actually just out. I could have cohered in when I moved these guys and I just wasn't thinking about it because I was assuming too much. Yeah, that, um, also, that also happens a lot when like giving orders out. Like, oh, I'll give yeah. order out. Like, oh, oh, yeah, out yeah. Of, or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Always be measuring. <laughs> Always. That's the big takeaway from this one. Always be measuring. So what I as far as what you can and can't use the rules say hey you can pre-measure you can have you just can't have multiples of the same kind of tool out right so you can have a range ruler out critically up to range five you can't like have a jerry rig like a range six seven ruler um but you can have a range five ruler out but you can't have a range three and a range two and be using them separately mm-hmm. uh, i don't agree with how those rules are written I think it would speed up the game quite a bit if you could use multiples at once. But hey, them's the rules. Whatever. Now, That's my own say, personal have, uh, gripe. Personally, I have like done two things, and it's all just like whatever like you and your opponent kind of agrees on. Yeah. Of course, if a judge comes and be like, "Hey, like that's illegal," just know that is illegal. Um, but you and your opponent can't agree on that. Yeah. Well, and. Again, this is why I think these rules are stupid. Like, usually the justification <laughs> is, oh, it speeds up the game. But if I'm trying to measure, hey, if I am if I do this, what's this range look like? It's way faster to put two range rulers down and see it all at once versus I measure this. Okay, then I go over here and measure this. Uh, okay, I have to remember that spot. Double check. Like, it's just way more. Um, yeah. So in a casual game, 100%, just check with your opponent. I'm like, hey, you cool if I just, like, put two tools down yeah. and if you've got that repertoire and they're cool with it like and hey, most I'm not of the gonna time, tell you not yeah I, most of the time they'll say yes because they'll want to do it as well exactly but be aware you know if you're going to these big we've got lots of big events coming up that's the time when you know you gotta be careful and if they say hey no don't do that like hey, yep they're completely in the right you don't you don't have a leg to stand on yeah but yeah. if you both agree I don't see anything problem whack with yeah. it um now, just for so clarification, you can, you can have a measurement tool and a movement tool. Exactly. So both, just for so, clarification. But you can't have, you know, you can't have two uh, different m- uh, movement yeah. tools. So, again, that's where it comes in handy that range six, or sorry, range uh, one is six inches and a, a speed two move for the small base trooper is almost, almost six, inches. six inches. Yeah. So that if I'm trying to measure a double move, well, I can't put two... Um, two movement tools on the table that's not super useful anyways because i don't have the base size but yeah. i can put a range two stick on the table make sure i have a little bit of wiggle room and then i know i can double move onto the objective or yep. whatever um so that is the important thing so you can use range rulers you can use um movement tools and you can use a silhouette so if i'm like ah oh, man if i move this unit up here behind this rock how hidden will i be I can take a silhouette and put that down. Um, and I haven't committed to moving, it's pre-measuring. So you can say, hey, can you see me from this angle? You know, how far out do you have to go to be able to see the corner of my silhouette? That's all pre-measuring, that's all kosher, that's all good. One thing that I see a bunch, but you can't do, and I would not be comfortable, like I would not let people do this because I think it's an unfair advantage. I don't think there's any advantage to using two tools at once. I think that's just a time saver. Yeah. But sometimes people will use like a base. So they'll like they'll like put the range two tool down uh, or sorry, the speed two move, put a base down or like a defeated miniature if they have one of those. 
They'll put it down as if that was the unit moving and then put another speed two move down and move it just to see like, oh, here's what a double move gets me. Yeah. You can't, that's pre-measuring with a base. You're not allowed to use a base. Um, yes. And it gives you better information than it would be guesstimating otherwise. Uh, so for me personally, that's, I would draw the line at that. Some people are cool with it. Some people play with it. Again, if, if you and your opponent are both doing it, who am I to say, uh, uh, to to not, but if yeah. you're lined up for me on the other side of the event, heck no. If you yeah. get your ass, <laughs> it's it's yeah. <laughs> DQ instantly. Oh man, yeah. Mm. If it's a casual game, it's your game. If it's a competitive tournament, it's the judge's game. Or the, you know, no. gotta follow the rules. Um, and hey, no home. I realize stuff. people might say, "Hey, Matt, that's hypocrisy." But again, in my opinion, I think one is. I'm doing the same measurements I would have done. I'm just doing them quicker. And the other for me is I'm doing measurements I'm not usually allowed to do because there's a lot of close calls, honestly. And like putting down range, um, like let's say I've got Boba Fett and I'm trying to see if I'm going to make melee. I have to guesstimate what it's going to look like when I place his miniature at the end of my rain, uh, speed three tool. Yeah. If I actually get, if I actually put a base there and know for sure, that's a big advantage. Knowing that, oh, yeah. yes, I will be stuck in melee versus, oh, I will be a sitting duck out in the open. So there's it's not allowed and, and you can't get advantages from doing it. So personally, I would say no. But yeah, and I, I would say as the yeah. more you guesstimate, the more you like kind of like, no, like you, mm -hmm. your guesstimation gets a little bit more accurate. For sure. Uh, exactly. It's a, it's a it's a practice thing. Yeah, it's a practice thing. I think this whole um, game and even measurements just a every, practice. Yes. Thing. <laughs> and that's why, again, big takeaway, beautiful segue there. Just always be measuring, right? Always be measuring. Especially, you know, don't take 20 minutes on your turn to, to measure everything. But if you're measuring throughout the game, you're just going to have an idea of where everything's at. Uh, yes. When your opponent's turn and, and and they're going like that's, you know, that's again when you should be measuring. Not so much as a, you know, the, I I'd say I'm a pretty fast player. I measured a ton. It's not like you by measuring you're gonna be necessarily a slow player. You just gotta get used to it. Real life, it's it's not like TTS where you can just say, hey, bring up all the range bands. No. Um, but TTS is really good if you want to practice and get used to measuring because it's so easy. Real life. It's 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 still pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, just yeah, keep those movement sticks out. Just reminding yourself, hey, yeah, like what is Get my those command sticks out, range? Boys, let's go. <laughs> What's my command range? What yeah. are these guys? Uh, what are these guys at range of? Mm -hmm. um, this, that, the other thing. Yeah, and one one last like final tip that I probably leave is just like it's okay to ask your opponent, hey, can you hold up? range three to this unit like the their mm -hmm. unit and just yeah. have them hold it and so that's why that way like the your opponent kind of knows just like okay like if they make that move then they're, they, i know that they're the, the opponent like confirms that measurement for you yeah um, because i do that a lot angle wise you just can't you're looking at it from like the side so you might be putting the tool down thinking it's at range three but they if it's all close to their side they can put it look for at top down then you have an exact idea of where range three is or whatever, yep. so you know yep. if you can move there. So great, great thing. Yeah, your opponents, your 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 opponents, but you're playing the game together, right? For and sure. it's yeah. it's a there's always a dialogue, uh, and there's you know you 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 can help each other 
determine game state. You know, yep, it's not like yep. you're saying, hey, what should I do here? I mean, hey, you can ask me what you want to do here. I'll tell I'll give you really bad advice. But you can ask me. <laughs> yeah, this um, is not if, a gotcha game for sure at all. Yeah, but if you're t if you're asking me to say, hey, put that right on the base of your miniature, you know, like yeah. measure range three from here. I'm I'm going to do that, yeah, obviously, yeah, it's, like it's it would be very poor sportsmanship and basically cheating if I was like, ah, that's what range three is. And I was putting it at a weird spot. So yeah, always yeah. be measuring, um, always be talking. That's, you know, and have measurement, have communication and have yeah. fun. Exactly. That's all we're here for Legion for, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, so I that's, think that's, that's, that's all we got for you. Mm -hmm. for the listeners Trying to keep today. it. Yeah. Seth got mad at me. I did very not. Throwing <laughs> chairs around. Uh, yeah, for, for extending not. the last few episodes with all my ramblings. So keeping it a bit tighter yes. for you guys. Oh my gosh. Um, hey, we just know yeah. we've got, we've got, well, I'm going to quote someone. I forgot who said this, but we've been known as the wildly efficient podcast. Mm -hmm. So we want to stick to that. Yeah. Wildly efficient. Whatever that Perfect. means. And when you think wildly efficient, think it of Gungans. It could go either way. Yeah, think of Gungans. Think of Gungans. You know, yeah, they're George the most efficient race. Yeah. Wild, wildly efficient. So stay efficient, gang, and stay gunkin'. This has been the Bomb Bad Generals. Listening to Bob Bad Generals is not scientifically proven to make you a better Legion player. Side effects may include bad dice rolls, misfigures, aim losses, bankruptcy, divorce, vomiting, and sudden death. Ask your doctor if Bomb Bad Generals is right for you.